Popculture Pastor. Uh, so, Cody, yesterday we, we officially went into a bear market. The stock market in the United States, the uh, S&P 500, officially, officially went into a bear market when a stockbroker was mauled by a bear on Wall Street. That's how it works, I think. That is scary Yeah, that's, that they allow bears to roam in New York. Well, you know, one got loose from the Bronx Zoo, I guess. I don't know how that happened. I'm just kidding. It's a bear market, but it has nothing to do with real bears. So it's either a bull market or a bear market. This is what I'm told. And a bull market is when it's doing well mm. and like things are growing. Uh, a bear market is after the S&P 500 dropped more than 20% from an all-time high in January. January. So something about that 20% total uh, means it's now officially into a, in a bear market. And I guess that was a big deal. I thought that we already knew that things were trending the wrong direction. I mean, I have investments. I'm not, you know, I'm not Elon Musk or anything. I like to think that you have the second most amount of Doge coins <laughs> right behind Elon. So I am not going to divulge whether <laughs> I own some Doge coin or not. I will say, okay, I, I have some Doge coin, but they're worth like a fraction of a penny. Nice. So I'm not retiring anytime soon, probably. Maybe also have some Shiba Inu coin, <laughs> which is a fraction of a fraction of a penny. According to Mark Cuban, currently crypto is in a lull that the internet experienced and that it will tick back up. Well, I hope so, because the, the people that own Bitcoin, they're struggling today. A Bitcoin was like at $50,000 a coin. Uh, just a, just like six months ago. How much are we down to? Uh, it was like twenty two thousand yesterday. Son of a gun! It needs to go down <laughs> about twenty one thousand nine hundred and fifty ish. Uh, hello, sir. I'd like to buy a forty second of a bitcoin, please. <laughs> so apparently, uh, Cody, the drop in the markets yesterday came after a. Higher than expected inflation report. Yeah, I would think it's bad when everybody's broke, but inflation is up. Oh, and it's up big. <laughs> and and I'm not sure what causes a recession, but I'm just going to assume it's nobody has any money and gas keeps going up. Gas keeps going up. The like cost of a half a gallon of milk's like four something. I, Everything is, just keeps going up. <laughs> this is where we need someone who has real financial uh, experience on the program. Cause I don't know. My wife asked me yesterday, well, do you think they'll do another stimulus? It seems like they'd have to. And I said, well, because her reasoning was because people are not, are going to stop being able to afford gas and to go to work and, and, and things like that. And then what happens when you run out of money for gas you can't get to work and you can't. And I said, well, I mean, I guess. But where does that money come from? Money is made up, Dave. Well, it kind of is. And it just seems like everything we do, we just dig this deeper and deeper hole. I like to think that Greta is behind this. Who's Greta? The like 14 year old eco activist 
Oh, the the the, the girl that thinks the Earth's going to be destroyed in 10 years or whatever? Yes, so now everyone will have to walk to work. Oh, yeah, okay, I see. I'm Conspiracy out. theory. I only live four blocks away from here, but even that is just like, nah, I'm out. Uh, I quit. <laughs> on a day like today. Nope. <laughs> it's so hot outside. Uh, but I guess if I had to walk to work, I would. I bicycled to work a couple days last week. And this week, I've been tempted to. But I'm thinking on the way home, it's going to be at its highest temperature. And I don't want to do that. Yesterday, it was so hot. Uh, it was like the kind where you walk outside and you just immediately feel nauseous. It's so hot. That's how I felt yesterday. <laughs> and and that's, as anyone knows, that's pretty hot. It is. I just wish we, you know, we could, we could have enough financial prowess to have our own, like, you know, financial minute. We could give, like, what stocks we think you should buy into. Take it, Cody. You'd be like Jim Cramer <laughs> on CNN. Mad money with Cody. <laughs> and Cody's, yeah, Cody says uh, buy stock in Walmart. All the Walmart stock. If you were, okay, so if it was a Chanute stock exchange <laughs> in our little town here in southeast Kansas, I mean, really, you're buying the only, Walmart is our Tesla. It's just yeah. going to keep going up, right? Because <laughs> it's all we got. Dollar General, it has some potential. <laughs> If you buy low in the Brahms, we may still get one someday. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That, that's a risky investment. Well, I, I don't know how you hedge that one. <laughs> What's our Dogecoin? Is our Dogecoin like the, uh, the, the, the flea market with all the garage sale items? Yes. It's like the garage sale, but inside. <laughs> we have like several of those. I don't know what that is. That's like the business model here in Schnute is... Um, you go garage sailing, you pick up stuff, you pick up trash for dirt cheap, and then you mark it up and sell it inside of a building and call it a flea market. That is our cryptocurrency. <laughs> We're looking to hit it big. <laughs> We're looking to hit it big. Uh, here, I have this uh, placemat, this used placemat <laughs> for sale. So the coolest thing I've ever seen at a Chanute flea market was a Knight Rider David Hasselhoff TV tray. And that I'm is like, pretty cool. I was thinking you were going to say the coolest thing you've ever seen in Chanute flea market was hepatitis. <laughs> I, I just think I just assumed that would be it. A Knight Rider, that is pretty awesome. If it was a lunchbox, you'd have sold me. Oh, yeah. A Knight Rider lunchbox. It seems like you should find cool stuff in a flea market, like that cool old stuff. Back in the day, I think we had some flea markets that had cool old stuff, but they've gone the way of the dodo bird. Yeah, like I said, I think flea, well, flea markets used to be cool. So I can remember when I was a kid, that's where I got a lot of my comic books, was there was this flea market in Lawrence, and it was basically made up, a bunch of people had booths, and inside this flea market was this guy who just sold a bunch of comics. He had comic books and i would go in there and, and buy comic books from him he was an aging geek aging nerd like we are now can i just do that can that be my job i mean i like being on the radio but i would like we've talked about this before a pop culture pastor collectible store yeah where we just sold comics and and geeky things that'd be amazing if anybody like you know wants to give us space cheap here in downtown Chanute, that'd be great the ball's in your court Chanute. it totally is also, um, you know, we could use a Brahms.
All right, Cody, here's here's breaking news. Uh, Kellogg's, you know Kellogg's. Yes, the cereal. 116-year-old maker of Frosted Flakes, Rice Krispies, Pringles, Eggos. They're going to split into three companies. They, they figured that's their umbrella's too big. They're going to split into three main companies. Okay. Uh, one of which you just said, cereal. There'll be the cereal company of Kellogg's. Uh, the other one is Snacks. Snacks. Snacks, right. Yeah, of course, snacks, cereals. And the other one's plant-based foods. Nope. Okay, you can get rid of the third. Don't company. like that one. Plant-based food. I mean, I understand it's a big thing right now. No. Is it really food? No. I like a salad from time to time. Isn't all your products plant-based? Yeah, you're tripping me out right now. Because, I mean, the cereal... It comes from oats, right? All their products are plant-based. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of soy in there. I don't know. A lot of like, grains. It's so weird. How do we mess up food? McDonald's. Amer- <laughs> Is it all Ray Kroc's <laughs> fault? Ray! It's, we really did mess up food in America, specifically in America. Where like everything's processed and then we went through all these things where this is unhealthy, but actually it was not unhealthy because it was like natural. Like we we demonized fats for so long and actually fats are, you know, the good fats are what we need to thrive. And then we like our food is, I don't know. And then we had to come back full circle to this other thing where we're just making food out of plants. What's the answer, Cody? What's the answer? Eat a steak. (laughs) Ah, more steak, more steaks. I mean, I think what somebody would say that's an expert on food, because I am not. Well, I am just not in the same way you're thinking of an expert on food. I'm an expert on eating food. But an expert on food might say you said jokingly, you jokingly, because I'm sure you eat salad. No, Uh, it's once in a blue moon. Oh, okay. my food eats the salad. You eat vegetables? Uh, Some. I like fruits a lot. Okay. Veggies, uh, if I must. But you said eat a steak, which here's the problem. We messed that up, too, because America, because we weren't producing enough of it. So now your steak most commonly, in the, if you're living in a city, doesn't come from what we think here in our little small town in Kansas, where we think it's, oh, it's coming from the farm. That cow was raised and eaten grass. It was grass-fed and in a pasture, and it was done right. Um, no, if you live in a city, you probably get your steaks and burgers from, like, these mass. Okay, so you drive west a little bit, mm-hmm. and you might drive past what looks like a cow prison. It is. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of cows in a space that you wouldn't think they could fit in. They live in squalor, and, and right? you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. They're fed chemicals and whatever else to make them fatter. I'm just saying we kind of messed up food. We did. So, so I get it. But the answer to me also is not just plant-based things because it stands to reason if we messed up cows, well, we're going to mess up plants. Oh, yeah. Just think about the the rainwater that most of these plants are soaking up. Mm. What is in our skies? Yeah. A lot of toxins, evidently. Well, even in our groundwater from just, you know, industry. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I think about all this and I think, ah, doggone it. We really, we really did a number on our food. This is why I'm super thankful to live in a small town in Kansas sometimes. Because if I want to go get beef that was grass fed and lived on a farm, like a like the old fashioned way we think of a farm, mm-hmm. I can get that. Yeah. I, you may not be able to get that in New York City or Chicago. It's just a weird place. And now here's here's Kellogg's. Uh, this is all started because we were talking about Kellogg's that's breaking off into three companies that are focusing on cereals, snacks, and plant-based food. Like, that's a thing now. That That's a whole category. So are Eggo waffles going into the snacks? Because I call that a breakfast item, not a snack. So Kellogg's is breaking off into three categories. They're breaking their company up to concentrate on their three big categories. Cereal, snacks. And plant-based food. Yeah. But let's get down to the real issue. What's the ego? What's the waffle? Is it cereal? Is it breakfast? Like, or is it a snack? Or is it part of the plant-based food group? Why would you say that? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to hurt me? No, egos. do they make? Oh, I bet they do. Don't, I was about to ask the question. Do they make plant-based egos? But they probably do, don't they? Of course they do. Well, aren't they plant? Wait, what's a waffle made out of? Well, I mean, there's flour and other grains in it. Uh, Seriously, what else, though? Um, What else goes into the making of the batter that you make pancakes and waffles with? Is there anything not plant based? Is there anything animal in there? I think that you could use just water. So if I just ate waffles for the rest of my life, would I be vegetarian? That's a good question. And like put peanut butter on it and syrup. Those both come from plant-based things, right? This is interesting to think about. I never thought about this. I could just eat waffles and call myself a vegetarian. A vegan. No, not a vegan. Probably not a vegan. Flour, sugar, baking powder, salt, milk, butter. Oh, the milk. Although I think you could substitute out milk because I don't. This is a homemade waffle recipe. This is an ego waffle. So theoretically, if I used almond milk. Boom! This is a vegan waffle, and and the butter. You got to do something with the butter. I mean, they have the stuff that's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now we're not cooking with, with with fat, right? Got it. Okay, here we are. We can become vegan. We answered the question: What department of the new Kellogg's does Egos go into? And that department is clearly plant-based food <laughs> um yeah because they don't use milk okay I'm, I'm now looking at it you're looking at the ego ingredients now yeah i knew it ego waffles are people <laughs> soiling green Sometimes we like to give practical information on the show. I'm all about being very pragmatic. What's now define pragmatic for me. Define it like I'm five. It's being practical. Being practical. Okay. The average funeral in the United States costs as much as $8,000. Cody, did you know that? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, it's insane. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, we're in a bear market. 
So things are just going to get more expensive. Which does not involve a stockbroker getting mauled by a bear on Wall Street, as I'm told. For making fun of someone being bald. But if Aunt Gladys kicks the bucket and you ain't got eight grand, well, you might find yourself in a sticky spot. Natural burial. You don't have any coins, man, to spend on dealing with the body of a loved one. Okay. Yeah. At any rate, the question may have occurred to you, or maybe it didn't. Can I just bury them in my backyard? So I have actually thought. Of yes, you can technically bury someone in your backyard. Natural burial. You can technically bury someone in your backyard, but it's difficult. It is. There's a lot of questions surrounding what you can and can't do with um, a corpse. But home burials live in kind of a bit of a legal gray area. And I'm, I just know you were tuning in this morning to the morning show here. And you were hoping, boy, I hope we get into the legal gray area, gray area of how to bury uh, a dead loved one in my backyard. Um, literally, it's kind of creepy how much I know about this without actually being on my phone looking at it. Uh, mortician Caitlin Dowdy, who is the host of Ask a Mortician. What's well, a good thing she has that show? <laughs> Very convenient. Uh, she says burying dad in the backyard can be legal, but it can also be kind of a bureaucratic nightmare. Mm-hmm. Every country, city, state, town, whatever, has different laws when it comes to this, and many have no laws in the books at all. Yeah. We should have thought ahead with this story, because we could have like live called City Hall <laughs> and been like, yeah, I have a question. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering, how would I go about burying a human body in my backyard? And just seeing their, like, kind of gauging their reaction. Oh, my goodness. Uh, excuse me, sir. The police are on their way to your address. Uh, we'll just sit tight. We'll walk you through it. <laughs> <laughs> Each state is definitely different. Some states actually do have laws on the book. Yeah. It's, this is interesting. I want to I get into the legality of this. But in, like, other countries, there's nothing. So in England, in the United Kingdom, there are no laws whatsoever that stop you from burying someone in your backyard or anybody's backyard for that matter. Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Be prepared to have a new guest in your backyard. In my will, <laughs> can I make it known that I want to be buried in Trafalgar Square? Is that a thing? Can I do that? Right by the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Please. Even though I've never been there. <laughs> uh, there are stipulations. You have to have permission of the landowner. So that might be a sticking point with Buckingham Palace. <laughs> and that the grave is far enough away from any water source so as not to cause any contamination. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's in the UK. Here, back here in, in the, you know, the colonies, as, yeah. the, as the British call it, you're likely to run into some significant hurdles. So if you live in Indiana, Washington, or D.C., for instance, burying someone at home is explicitly forbidden by law. How dare you, Indiana? The same is true in California, where according to state health codes, every person who deposits or disposes of any human remains in any place except in a cemetery is guilty of a misdemeanor, Um, but possibly more if we find out (laughs) where the body came from. (laughs) This is fascinating to me. How dare you, California? How dare you? Even the rich and famous have fallen afoul of this ruling. When Michael Jackson died back in 2009, there were reports that he would be buried at his Neverland Ranch home 
after it became apparent that the plan would require a weeks-long rezoning process to establish a state-sanctioned cemetery on the site, he was eventually buried in Forest Lawn Memorial Park, a Glendale cemetery that has many famous celebrities' resting places. I feel cheated in a way because I think that the United States capitalist society has got to this. I feel oh, like yeah. we should be able to do whatever we want. Like back in the 1800s, if, you know, the girl from Little House in the Prairie died, they buried her on the farm. They did. Because it was their land. Uh, what happened? Now we, now you got to get things rezoned. Why? Because you got to give the government money. So in the Big Lebowski, <laughs> when Donnie dies... Are they guilty of a misdemeanor because they're disposing of the ashes well, no, outside would, of a cemetery? I would assume that if it's just if we're just talking about ashes, like if you if you get a loved one cremated, that you could shed, you could uh, spread those ashes anywhere you want. I don't know the way I'm interpreting body. I'm going with that was Donnie's body, and they are disposing of it illegally in California. So just in case you were wondering, and I know you were, Cody. I was. Tennessee, as well as some other place in the U.S., there are no state laws ruling out home burial. Huzzah. Which is why when you go to Graceland, because why wouldn't you? The king. Yeah. You can see Elvis Presley's grave because he's buried at Graceland in Tennessee on his property. He is. Other states uh, have kind of a middle ground. New York, Michigan, and Louisiana, for instance, allow you to bury a body on your property so long as an official funeral director is present, which may seem like a, an impediment. It might turn out to be a blessing because uh, if you don't deal with the body correctly, uh, then there's going to be a lot of rules and regulations and things that you're unaware of. I used to have this fr a friend that lived here named Andy, and he was a funeral home guy. Mm -hmm. He's a mortician, I guess, for lack of a better word. And that's like how I learned, oh, they don't just, you know, transport the body to a cemetery and bury it in the ground. There's a lot of things they do to it. Oh, yeah. That you have to do to it so to get it, get it ready for its permanent uh, residence. Mm -hmm. right? But there is, in most states, if, if it's not a law against it, you have to be so far from your neighbor's property if you're digging a grave site. Uh, there's a, there's, there's rules for how deep it can be. Yeah. Uh, how close to a water source, such as a stream or a lake it can be. Um, there's all these different rules where some States do let you do that, but you have to abide by all these statutes, rules and regulations concerning your state and locality. So I do know that some places you have to get the body within the ground within a certain time period. Because mm -hmm. there's not an embalming process with the body. 24 hours is a very common rule on the book that it's within like 24 to 48 hours of you kicking the bucket that your loved one has to get you in the ground. I feel like I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. But this could be a money saver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, We're back to the reason we thought of this anyways is because times are hard financially. And what if, you know, you have a loved one, an older loved one who passes away, and maybe they really liked it on their home, their land. Obviously, rural and uh, municipalities, that they're, you're, it's a different game. You don't want to be, like, if you live in the suburbs, mm, you don't want to bury grandpa in the backyard and then um, go to expand someday, and you're putting in a sprinkler system and like, ah, I forgot he was here. <laughs> <laughs> Because even cremation, I mean, cheap 
cremation is like close to a thousand dollars just for the act and then you don't have the receptacle and so you might have to big lebowski it and get a folgers can because that's cheap i i kind of want to be cremated because that's a cheaper alternative i've told my wife don't just have me cremated and because i'm not there anymore so my, my soul is no longer present it's just a husk. I told my wife, I want a natural burial. You flop me in the ground immediately. <laughs> and Cody's like, and you will come cry over my grave <laughs> once per day, once daily. Yes. You're, you're that person, huh? Uh, pretty much. If it becomes cheaper, those tree pods, that Ooh. one seems cool. Yeah, that was a, that's kind of a neat idea, although kind of weird. All at the same time, because you're like, oh, this is a nice shade tree. This is where Uncle Jim is. Here's the downside to possibly wanting to bury uh, someone on your property. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. Um, If you're not planning on being there permanently, this is something you have to disclose if you're selling your property, your house. And as you might imagine, people, anyone who's seen the movie Poltergeist, not too keen on buying a property that's got people buried in it spoilers this house is clear (laughs) (laughs) it's a weird topic to think about but then it's just weird anyway i i've always thought kind of what we do after we have our souls have left our bodies is kind of just a strange thing to think about anyways and i wonder how we got to the place where we do what we do anyways in israel People pay like $50,000 per plot on the Mount of Olives Oh, to be buried on the Mount of Olives because traditionally that's where Jesus will come first when he comes back to raise the dead. First shall be last. And so they're paying all that money. Yeah, it'd be hilarious <laughs> if he like just let them sit for a while, raised everybody else, and then like half a day later was like, all right, I told you the last will be first <laughs> and the first will be last. You spent all that money on a plot. I don't get how we got to the place of every death being super somber, completely ignoring like celebration of life and the memories and they're in a the better spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Welcome back uh, to the show here in KFX. It's Dave. Uh, it's me. Grant's here. Yeah. And I'm Grant, here. I figured I would do the same thing. Uh, that I do with Grant. Grant, go ahead and give your last name. You're, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. I am Grant's Docker brand. Yeah, because this might end up on our little pot radio podcast, too. Oh, okay. There's something to look forward to. All righty. Um, Grant is a country boy. Yes. You are a country boy. Uh, you help your uncle on his farm. Yeah. And so this is a perfect thing to talk about. Study came out yesterday. Are you aware that plant-based meat has been gaining popularity over the last few years? Meat made from plants. Meat made from plants. Are you even aware that this exists? Okay, (laughs) yes. I thought thought you meant like meat raised. I I thought you meant like grass-fed. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, fake fake meat. You mean fake meat. God bless you. You're such a a country Kansas soul. You mean fake meat. Yeah. Okay, got it. Fake meat. It wasn't even about you acknowledging it. You just really, you weren't processing. Yeah. To see, because this is what it's like when you're from rural Kansas. Yeah. For someone to say. You don't know much. Well, why would you call it plant-based meat? 
it's not actually meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're aware of it. Yes, now, yeah. now I'm completely aware. It's kind of billed as a quote-unquote healthy alternative. Yes. Although I don't know, I've always been kind of dubious of that. Like, how could it be healthy? Because it's not just, they didn't just take some plants and mash it up. No. Like, they, there's stuff added to it. Yeah. To make it look and, and feel like and taste similar to Real red meat. meat. Yeah. Yeah. A new study published in the Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry has found that real meat still packs a bigger punch. Because it's the real deal. This is why it's fun to have you on and talk to you about this, because for you, a young person who's grown up, you know, in rural Kansas. Yeah. And your uncle has a farm. It doesn't even occur to you that fake meat would be healthier than real meat. Well, you're just sitting here and you're responding to this as like, well, yeah, Dave. But understand that people in like New York, L.A., this is going to shock them because uh, the Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry uh, published a, uh, a study from a research team from Ohio State. Uh, they, yeah, they are. It was a big Ohio deal. Ohio State, yeah. Big deal. They studied the nutritional differences between plant-based and real meats, and their experiments found that human cells absorb fewer proteins from meat alternatives because the nutrients are harder to absorb. Yeah. So, you know, I wish we had the music. Sam Elliott's voice would come on. There are dirt clouds on the horizon. Eat meat. Anyways, that's what they say. That plant meat, harder to absorb. Which interesting? That's called roughage, man. Yeah. So, so, every time I eat salad and that kind of stuff, it always is much harder on my on your digestive, digestive system. Yeah, that's about the best way I could put that. Yeah. Without you know, it's too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from one of the studies uh, leaders, Professor Osvaldo Campanella. He says this. The proteins from plants commonly display inferior digestibility, which, like, yeah, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, compared to their animal counterparts, this adds uncertainty to the nutritional value of proteins in MAs. I don't even know what he's talking about there. Unless the gap between mm. digestion and absorption is bridged. So there's always this balance of, like, sometimes I learned this when I was in shape. Okay. So when I was playing sports and younger and really obsessive about my body, okay, you learn that there are th there. It doesn't matter how much protein or uh, your you know your aminos. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much stuff is in like a, a newfangled drink they're putting out or whatever yeah. or a powder, unless you could get it to go into your yes system yeah. to be adopted into your system. So yeah. essentially, is what he's talking about that the the plants. The plant-based meat is harder for you to digest, and therefore you're not soaking in those nutrients that are in it. Yeah. Whereas um, animal meat, animal meat is soaked in a layer of fat. Yeah. It makes it all slimy and greasy and just yeah, just sticks sticks in there. Yeah. Because man, there's just something about a cheeseburger. Yeah. Like a real one. A real cheeseburger. I'm getting hungry. I think I need one right now. <laughs> no. When was the last time you had a burger? Yesterday? Yes. What, like, Yesterday. What did you have for dinner last night? 
last night. Was was red meat involved? Unfortunately, not. We Uh-oh. had chicken Alfredo. Oh, homemade well. chicken Alfredo. Hey, there was lots of there was lots of grease to you know. Yeah, look it right down. The Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys were going fancy last night. Yeah. Yeah. So one time, Grant and I are doing a show. Oh no. Uh, our old show, Grant and Dave's Rant and Raves. Yes. And Grant brings me in nachos. Yeah, a big plate of nachos. But not just any nachos. Yeah. These were goat nachos. Yes. And I'm here to tell you, those were pretty good. Yeah. You guys eat goat. Yeah. You guys raise goats. Yep. Um, if someone's listening to the, the radio shows, usually generally local, uh, but we put some of this out on the podcast. Okay. And if someone listens to this on the podcast, they're going to be like, what? Yeah, people around here, we eat goats. Yes. Not the tiny goats that are three inches tall. These goats are designed. <laughs> they to, live a good life. <laughs> they live a good life. They're designed to gain muscle. Because if you didn't know, muscles are meat. What's it like to raise? How long? You guys have raised goats forever, right? Uh, just about 10 years. Yeah. What's the meat? If you had to describe it, what's it close to? Um, it's. Okay, this is going to sound weird. It's not as fatty as beef. Uh-huh. It's closer to venison or deer mm. in, in texture. Yeah. I mean, you had the, we pulled it like you would pull pork after you'd roast it. Yeah. That's what we did. Okay. We roasted it in a pan for you, and then we pulled it apart to make your nachos. That was a good day. Yeah. I remember those nachos. That was fantastic. Why, we smoked a leg. Uh-huh. A goat leg, and that was that one was good. <laughs> oh, now I'm, I'm hungry. I'm telling you, there are people listening to this right now who are like, oh, growing up, a goat, or... a goat leg. <laughs> yeah, not me though. That was the first time and only time I've had goat. Really? Was when you brought those nachos in. Really? Yeah, I've never had goat. Yeah, that you're looking at me all confused. I'm here to tell you that's not a, a widespread thing. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you go to Israel or something? I did go to Israel. I, would have figured I had lamb. Okay. Is that goat? Is no. that the same thing? No. Okay. Lamb is sheep. Sheep and goats are complete opposites. Just so you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. biblical thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, as you're telling the pastor. Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there was a song about it, too. Cake did a song called yeah. Sheep Go to Heaven, Goats Go to Hell. Yeah. Sheep go to heaven, goats, goats go, go to, to hell. hell. Yeah. Right. Also, Jesus said, "Separate the sheep from the goats." Well, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Like, I feel the need to remind you again. I am a pastor. Yeah, but that <laughs> didn't come to mind. No, I guess I just didn't think about it. I, I had to, I, listen. I don't work for the Humane Society. I don't. I'm not. I'm not an expert on animals. <laughs> I grew up in the city, man. And the lamb was pretty good too. Yeah. And I did go to Israel, but Israel, you know, uh, a lot of food in Israel is it's very Mediterranean in style. Yeah. So there'd be a lot of things you'd expect to eat Mediterranean wise. There was a lot of pita, you know, that bread with, uh, you know, hummus and and a lot of that kind of stuff. They eat a lot of salad. Cottage cheese is big there. (laughs) Um, But their milk is weird. They have like. They do like three and a half percent or seven percent. I don't know. Oh. They're all over the place with their with their percent milk. But was it good? Did it taste good? Oh man, all the food there was great. Yeah. I had the best pizza I've ever had there. Yeah. But no no goat. No, no goat. goat. I saw goats. Yeah. 
this uh, this bit has reached the end, I think. Hey, everybody. Dave here. Thanks for listening to this Leftovers uh, edition of Pop Culture Pastor. All of these are clips that come from our radio show. Cody and I have a radio show on KFEX Firescape Radio 93.1. It's based in Chinook, Kansas. It's part of a youth ministry there. If you'd like to check out that Christian radio station, uh, you can go to kfex931.com. kfex931.com, or you can download. We have an app that you can listen to the station on your phone. Just search KFEX, and you'll be able to find that on your Google phone or your Apple phone. KFEX is a different kind of Christian radio experience. We're not like the all the other Christian stations out there that play the same 20 artists. We play a lot of indies. In the evening times, we push a lot of hip-hop and pop uh, for younger listeners. So you can go check that out if you would like at those places. In the meantime, while you're waiting for another big episode of the podcast to come out, um, please go to our podcast pages wherever you listen whether it's on iTunes or uh, the iPod, uh, the podcasting app on iTunes. I don't even know what that's called. Or Spotify or our Anchor site, which is anchor.fm backslash pop-culture-pastor. If you can go to those, rate, review us, subscribe to us. That all helps out the podcast, helps us get discovered by more people. You can also support our pod from the Anchor site. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated, too, if you feel led to do that to help us, uh, well, get better equipment and go to comic conventions. We, we go to comic conventions to try to just interact with people. We are ministers. Uh, so what we like to do there is just go love on people, be a light. To, to a crowd that uh, maybe a lot of folks in the church industry can't uh, can't speak to. But we can because we have no hidden agenda. We just want to love on people. Thank you so much for listening. Another episode of Pop Culture Pastor will drop on Friday, a big episode, and we'll see you then.